Thanks for joining us this week, and welcome to Mutuality Matters, a weekly podcast hosted by CBE International, where our mission is to promote the biblical message that God calls women and men of all cultures, races, and classes to share authority equally in service and leadership in the home, church, and work. Enjoying the podcast? Let us know. Send a recording or written testimonial to podcast at cbeinternational.org of why Mutuality Matters matters to you, and we may feature you on an upcoming episode. The opinions expressed in CBE's Mutuality Matters podcast are those of its hosts and guests and do not purport to reflect the opinions or views of CBE International or its members or chapters worldwide. The designations employed in this podcast and the presentation of content therein do not imply the expression of any opinion whatsoever on the part of CBE concerning the legal status of any country, area, or territory, or of its authorities, or concerning the delimitation of its frontiers. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Mutuality Matters podcast from Christians for Biblical Equality. Alongside my friend and ministry colleague, Lila Van Gerpen, I am Rob Dixon. Can women and men work alongside one another in healthy ministry partnerships? Our answer is, you bet. And on this podcast, we interview practitioners, exploring stories about what flourishing mixed-gender ministry partnerships look like in the field. This week, we've got two guests. Our guests are Aaron Monis and Matthew Autry. Thanks for being here, you two. Yay! Yeah. Glad to have you. Um, I usually read the bio, but I think for this time, how about each of you, and Aaron, maybe you can go first, uh, say a little bit about yourself. So where you're at, what your ministry role is, and then I'd love to just get a sense of how you two are partnering together. Yeah, so um, my day job is I am the director for chapel and an associate chaplain here at Baylor University in Waco, Texas. Um, I've been in the job for just a little bit over a year, and I also am a deacon at All Saints Anglican Church here in Waco. Um, and and I, my side hustle uh, is I'm I'm a podcast on this yes. little uh, <laughs> this little thing. Maybe you've heard of it. It's Christians for Biblical Quality Mutuality Matters. We do one of the other threads with yes. my co-host Blake. So I just had to had to plug that in there. But Absolutely. but here in Waco, it's it's a director for chapel and then deaconing. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Go ahead, Matthew. And I serve as the assistant director of Baylor Chapel. So under under Aaron. Uh, for ministry in the arts here at Baylor University, meaning focusing on our art students as they begin to imagine ways faith might integrate into their vocation, and also uh, for helping the larger campus community imagine ways that faith can help us have, uh, art actually can help us have faith conversations. And then I planted and was the uh, interim rector, even though there wasn't someone before me, of All Saints Waco. Uh, so uh, Aaron and I had a really fun there. We have a rector now at All Saints, but for uh, the better part of a year, I worked for Aaron and I continue to do so Monday through Friday. And I would say in some ways she worked for me <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, and now we serve together at All Saints. And, and my wife, uh, my wife is Catherine and my two kids, Ethan and Lucy. Awesome. Awesome. And on Saturdays, you get a break from each other then. So <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Sabbath. Yeah. Right, right. Very That's good. Awesome. Very good. Well, it's great to have you. I love that. Yeah, it's great. And it's such a unique um, dynamic to have, you know, this partnership that you have in different ways. And I, you know, I think as we unpack it a little bit, there's some really interesting um, themes that will come out. So I can't wait to chat. 
we love to start with this icebreaker question just to get to know you each a little bit more. So here it is. What's a mixed gender partnership that you each appreciate from literature, movie shows, et cetera, and why do you appreciate it? Yeah, I, I've got one that actually my husband and I were just rewatching the show Elementary. And there is just something I love, love, love about the dynamic of using Lucy Liu as Dr. Watson's character and what you have is this mixed, mixed gender partnership. And, and what they've really done well with the show is, is they really made their friendship the arc of the show. And so the last few seasons, you have these really beautiful tender moments of the two of them being partners in work, but being friends. And yeah. I, yeah, I just, I, I, I geek out over that. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I don't think we've had that one come up. So that's really neat. It's a new one. Love it. Uh, you know, this this week in my, I have a faith and filmmaking class, uh, Chapel, and we've been watching Terrence Malick's film, A Hidden Life, mm -hmm. uh, which is a beautiful film. And I love the way it portrays, it's a, it's a marriage, um, and yet, it, you know, they're farming together, uh, mm -hmm. this husband and wife. And then something about his choice to not swear a, a loyalty oath to Hitler, which is going to lead to his martyrdom. The film, uh, Malik does a really great job of portraying like that she is also choosing a martyrdom in that. And, and just the linkedness of their, their, uh, their, their work in the world, uh, far, har farming and harvesting, um, but also their witness mm. to Christ in this kind of two different ways of bearing witness. Um, it's a beautiful film if, if people haven't seen it, yeah. but also I think the way it portrays that that partnership and that marriage is unique in a lot of movies. It, it, they're very much both central characters. It's great. Wow. Great. A it, hidden life. A hidden life. It yeah. occurs to me that uh, that question that we ask, like the icebreaker question, is like right up Matthew's alley as like a I, an I arts chaplain. Say. It's like the perfect question. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to hear. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me ask you about your journeys um, of getting to a place where mixed gender ministry partnership is something that you've embraced and, and made a part of your ministry experience. Are there key markers you can share on, on your journey? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first because mine's pretty short. Um, honestly, because, because of being in ministry. Um, so years ago when I went to seminary, it was readily apparent that I, I had to, I had, mm -hmm. I had to like figure out and be okay with mixed gender yeah. partnerships. It wasn't, it wasn't a question of if I would be okay with them. I had to be okay with mm -hmm. them because I, I was not going to be in ministry context where there would be a homogeneity of, of genders represented. Um, I was always, always, always going to be working with male counterparts in some capacity, whether as a subordinate or um, overseeing them. Like I, I had student workers at my last job and some of them were young college age men who I was their supervisor. Um, and I just had to, <laughs> just, I had to figure out sure. how how that was gonna work. And for me, it's really less of, of figuring out why why that is a good thing and more of saying, how do I assess so that I can be placed and I can, I can, I can find myself in these partnerships mm -hmm. that are good and are flourishing, knowing that working with, with someone who is not a female is inevitable. Yeah. yeah. That's helpful. Yep. 
Yeah, for me, you know, it's it's one of those questions. I definitely grew up in a space where uh, ministry was was assumed to be, uh, you know, a male male only role, uh, ordained ministry. Of course, there's always like fuzziness around that. Um, but for me, I think I was in a lot of spaces non ecclesially uh, where you know I, I was in theater, and so just like a lot of like that, and all my friends were were girls. So it's just this sense <laughs> yeah. of like, yeah, we're doing this together. But I, I think specifically in terms of ministry for me. Um, when I went to Fuller Seminary, not only professors who did make a point to to say, hey, you know, we haven't heard from the women in our classroom. Uh, hey, guys, great answers. Not wrong. But like, let's just make some space here. Go, oh, you got to maybe make some space sometimes yeah. uh, for that. But also both the churches I went to, a Methodist church uh, and then ended up going to an Anglican church. Both of them were run by uh, husband-wife pastor teams. So the Methodist Church was a husband-wife pastor team, and then the Anglican Church, both both uh, were ordained to the priesthood. Mm. And I, I think just seeing that and the beauty of that, especially as we think of the church as a family, yeah. um, and so just sort of that mother-father or brother-sister and just sort of the, the beauty of those things together really did form those churches' imagination, and I think sort of ratified an imagination that I that I kind of maybe nascently had but ha- hadn't put words to. Yeah. It's yeah. helpful. It's helpful. That is. Well, let's get practical for a moment. So, you have this unique partnership. I mean, where you both get to experience serving under each other's leadership in different contexts. So, how do you see your partnership blessing or benefiting both your work on campus as well as your church context? Like, do you have a story that illustrates your partnership as being a gift to the people you're serving. Yeah, there, there are really like so many stories. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I think when when I first started, we took some time to really sit down and talk about what this was going to look like, so that oh. we could both get a just a clear picture of switching those hats mm. for how we communicated and did things together in the office um, as part of a part of the team uh, in spiritual life. Um, and, and, you know, I, I have to do annual uh, assessments of all of my team members. Sure. I have to, you know, I put them forward for, for merit. Like there's, 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 there's a distinct power dynamic in that situation. And then with, with being a, a deacon and with Matthew being the, the, the priest overseeing the church plant, um, it was, it, it, it's just such a different hat. And I just sort of show up and I'm just like, all right, father, where, you know, where, where would you have me today? What am I doing? You know? And, and, uh, and, and so there, there, there's a sharp distinction, a posture that really shifts in both of us. I think there's like, like a mode we each get into when it's like our turn to, to be the decision maker <laughs> yeah. and, and, and lead in that way. Um, but at the same time, recognizing those power dynamics and understanding that they're there, I think has also made it easier for us to not keep, make that the central focus of how we exist. Like, like it feels like in both of those spaces, despite there being hierarchies, um, it feels very partner-based. Like we we both contribute very much to, to both spaces of ministry that, that we're in. Um, that's, we just sort of default to that, I think, yeah. uh, like kind of a partnership yeah. mode. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, I think it like when people hear it, you know, or we do that old joke of like, yeah, she's she's the boss, Monday Friday, I'm the boss on Sunday. People laugh, and and I laugh at it, and I think that there's like a there's like a levity 
like the gospel is yeah. levity, right? Yeah. yeah. And and so like it's like yeah, it's kind of funny. And you know what else is funny? Power. Period. <laughs> like and that we think like we possess it and we do and like we're we we have to steward it. So there's like primary there's a gravity and a levity. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really helpful because like it's funny that God put us in charge of anything, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so like and I think Aaron sometimes feels like it's funny that I'm in charge of Baylor Chapel. Not that she, I mean she's a rock star. She's the clearest candidate for the job, like hundred percent. But also it's kind of funny. And like, I would always feel that with the church. It's hilarious that I'm in charge of this church plant that I had no intentions yeah. of being in charge of. So I think some levity there is yeah. always good yeah. for me. Um, I mean, I very much have the role that we're talking about that I, I, I feel prepared for and equipped for and resourced for. And yet also like, it's a grace that I get to be the ministry to the art students here and, and, and through art. And so I think, uh, Aaron, that's Aaron's work. I mean, certainly with with our overall supervisor, the the dean of spiritual life, uh, Bert Burleson, but also Aaron sort of seeing, hey, this is something Matthew has to offer, mm. um, and sort of lifting lifting that up in a way um, that's a way that has benefited uh, someone paying attention. Um, I would hope the same for you, serving as a deacon. I know that uh, you know you're just kind of serving at a church. Uh, uh, school before that had chapel on Sundays, you didn't have as much experience in the parish life. That's right. Um, and so coming here and then sort of realizing, like helping, I think, hoping, hoping that I'm helping you live into your deacon. Yeah. <laughs> deacon personality hope. identity. Yeah. 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 I don't want to say deaconess because that's, that's not <laughs> right. 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 No, no, that's so true. Cause yeah, I, we, I didn't, I, I, had my holy order since 2016 but haven't been able to serve regularly in a parish until we came here and so that was a real blessing and something i love about being a deacon and if people are not familiar with the anglican church like deacons are still they still were the clerical caller we're still called reverend in fact you wouldn't like just be able to distinguish a difference in a lineup between priest and deacon but our functions and our roles particularly um in the in the church um largely and then sundays specifically um are are very sort of clearly stated and and monday through friday i have a lot of responsibility and i have a lot of people to be responsible for um and it is really nice on sunday to just serve to just to just serve where i'm actually not the person in charge i'm actually not the person making decisions but i do get to support the person who does i do get to be Mm -hmm. the right hand for that person so so starting with 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 matthew now our, our our new rector that's come on we are sort of a clergy team but I'm the only deacon and I just get to be in that role. And it's, it's a very much supporting role, but I love that. I've, I've always loved that, which is why this is a great holy order for me, but it is also just a place where I can serve, I can minister, I can, I can be a female clergy representative from the front, but I'm not the person in yeah. charge. And I've right. never felt called to be a priest, um, never felt called to, to exhibit that role in the church. Um, and so, and so I love it. And, and it's, it's been a real blessing to get to do that and to be a part of a team Beautiful. in a church context. Yeah. Can, can I do a quick follow-up? Take, take us back to that meeting you mentioned earlier, Aaron, like where you're sitting down and you're going to be like, let's talk about this. Like, was that awkward? What did you do? How did that go? No, I mean, it was, it was like a series of meetings really, but but the core of it was based around friendship. Mm-hmm. So, and, and not just not just our friendship, but but the friendship of our families. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, just candidly speaking, once a week, my husband and I go over to the Autry's house 
and and hang out. We hang out with Catherine, his wife, with his two children. Um, like from your baby babysitting. Yeah, babysitting. Of course. Like like the integration of our lives are contain all the safeguards we would want and hope for in order for this partnership to be successful um, because we do just spend a lot of time together week in and week out, but our lives are also deeply entwined with our spouses and and their children and the family life um, becomes the center of our friendship. And so these conversations are had not even just specifically between Matthew and I, but with Mm -hmm. our spouses um, and and their buy-in to this. So I have a friendship with Catherine um, and he has a friendship with Mike, my husband, um, where we'll all just hang out together as a foursome or we'll hang out individually um, with each other. And, and that just creates a lovely balance. So when we, so when we come to the specifics of how do we take these hats on and off? How do we not get wires crossed? How do we navigate tricky power dynamics? Um, The conversation is already set up from a really healthy place because there's a relational um, foundation that's there. And I, and honestly, I, I think that's the way it works. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, let me let me ask you: um, Have you encountered struggles or or tough spots um, as you've been partnering together, either internally, like in in your own as you think about things, or or even like externally from the students, maybe, or from people in the church? Have, have you ever had any rough patches? And if so, what do those look like? You know, long pause. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. And, and this may just be because it's so new, uh-huh. because we've only been doing this for a year. Yeah. I mean, come, come back in five years. We might have some stories for you. Um, but actually, like, I could give you stories from partnerships before this one. <laughs> that did not go well at all. I think Matthew yeah. has worked under female authority before that also not good, not a good situation <laughs> at all. Like, we have, yeah. we have our stories from when it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't so far there's nothing that's come up yet that we weren't able to work through in a really a really good way so so there was a staff meeting uh, at one point where we weren't quite on the same page about something and so Matthew stayed after and and we were we were kind of we were kind of going back and forth it was you know both feeling very passionate about the topic but as we talked because of again that shared dignity and respect and like creating like good work environments, non-toxic work environments, which is just a larger goal generally, sure. um, we were able to actually come to come onto the same page yeah. and, 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 and do well. So like even even anything that we might not do well together, we've we've been able to communicate and work through it. Yeah, that one was fun too. I remember that. Uh, it was, and it, well, it was, I think we stopped halfway through it and I named, because it was an area where you have complete authority but you were asking for mm-hmm. input and feedback, right? right? Which is which is different than saying, I need you to do this. And so, yeah, you know, I, I think one thing Erin does a really good job of is giving her people some dominion and authority over their spheres of influence. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was not this meeting of, you need to be doing this in your chat. It was, hey, this other chapel, uh, what are we gonna do here? Mm-hmm. And and I remember halfway through it, as I'm, I think I was, I realized, I just want to know what you're wanting to do in it. And I, I and that's not clear to me. And so I, I'm, you know, we're sandpapering each other, but it's in this, like, what are you wanting? Mm. Uh, never questioning, I think, too, you do such a good job of naming what the mission is 
uh, and naming what the values are and that we're in agreement on. Mm. And it's really the gospel is the mission and the values. Mm, sure. um, but I, halfway through, I said, hey, I'm differentiated from this, by the way, and I don't care what you end up doing. <laughs> This is about like you want in my opinion. And so at any point we can stop and you're like, no, I'm having a great time. I'm like, I'm having a great time too. I like to argue through things and, and like push and pull. Yeah. And, but my wife is an Enneagram nine and she would be worried that we were done being yes. friends. Yes. Yes. And, and so like, I'm not in any way, this isn't personal. And yeah. so I remember you were like, yeah, this is great. Um, so I, I think, you know, there's been such a, I, but I think the centrality of knowing we're on the same team, mm -hmm. we're for the same mission. Right. Um, and I think that's helped with the church plan as well, that it is a church plant, mm -hmm. you know, that it's not some, uh, I mean, and there's still, of course, there's, this is what we're about, right? Or this is, but I think that for our church, for our gr lovely growing little community, that's at 60 to 70 people now, mm -hmm. um, that mutuality has been, is actually pretty central to a lot of people being drawn yeah. to it. Yeah. So long pause, but great answer because the thing I love about it is because in real time and then even after, there's like this debrief function you have, right? So if, yeah. if, if something needs to be exposited or explored, you've got bandwidth for that and you've got uh, intentionality around that, which is a beautiful thing. So great, good answer, like it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break here and we'll hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. CBE International presents Women in Scripture and Mission. Threatened by the growing Hebrew population in Egypt, Pharaoh ordered the midwives Shifra and Pua to kill all newborn Hebrew boys. Instead, Shifra and Pua risked their lives and disobeyed. When Pharaoh questioned them, they used Pharaoh's ethnic prejudice to blind him to their life-saving obedience. Shifra and Pua are the first documented individuals to engage in peaceful civil disobedience against unjust government edicts. Learn more at radiowomen.org. If someone's in a situation like yours, partnering together and wanting to really honor mutuality and respect, what tips do you have for them? Yeah, well, first, buy Rob's book. Um, <laughs> it's Honestly, I, I've, I've given that book to so oh. many people, and I really do believe that your research, Rob, actually delineates beautifully some practical steps for anybody who might be nervous about entering a, a different a mixed gendered partnership and yeah. ministry um, because it, it gives some it gives some wonderful boundaries and some guides yeah. to saying you know here are some of the basics you just want to to have in that relationship but I think what happened with Matthew and I is that a lot of that came organically yeah. because uh, being ministers and being in some of the the less good con uh, situations we've been in prior to this we come with some tools yeah. already that we we when we started talking to each other and realizing where each other was coming from we're like oh we're really on the same page about this stuff like this is like we're not we're not having to we don't have any big issues here we're we're good like the way we communicate um the way we can kind of kind of talk to each other the level at which we can uh say hard things and and you know be able to set boundaries um came actually really easily but um but again some of those tools are a little bit innate but if if you need a list if you need like to find them somewhere honestly really rob's book uh, uh together, together in ministry, ministry. Is, yeah. is is the is the one you want well come back anytime i mean <laughs> feel free. right matthew anything yeah you know i mean the, I, I, you know, it's funny I, when I think about what 
Aaron and I got to do, particularly in the year where I was in charge of the church plant and, and we were doing that back and forth is, is really like live out Paul's, you know, instruction is called submit to one another. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking to, uh, uh, which I do quite often, premarital counseling, uh, Aaron does a lot of it as well. Her and Mike, me and Catherine do it a lot. You know, I, I kind of, I, I kind of talk about, you know, there's this sense of like people have ownership in different spheres and, and like submitting comes to like, okay, well, who's, who's, who's really leading in that sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you're never submitting to the other person, you should realize you're like actually disobeying Paul's, Paul's rule there to submit to one another. Um, and so finding ways to go, Hey, where, where am I making space for this other person? Is there mutuality? Um, and, you know, I, and I talked to some pre- married, uh, premarital couples who it's going to look a lot like what we would consider gender roles to be in 1955. And there's going to be, Hey, you know, this person's kind of in charge of this sphere and this person's kind of in charge of that sphere. And I say, that's great. Um, it's our people in charge in these various spheres. And for, but for me and Aaron, it's just like such a clear, like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is this, um, then you're in charge yeah. and I'm going to submit to you in that. Oh, this is this, I guess I'm in charge. Um, and I think when you know, you're going to have to submit, yourself it changes the way you lead sure. in those fears right because you're like well i'm i want to be true it's almost like there was this person who said do unto others <laughs> as you would have them do unto you right and so put yourself in their their shoes so i think that works really well because we know there's fears where i'm like i'm gonna have to go in and if, if aaron says i need you to go and do this i'm gonna say yes ma'am um and and knowing that you know that mutuality of She's going to do the same if I if I say I really need you to go make this hospital visit or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Um, one more question we'll ask. Oh, two more, but one more that I want you to, in a sense, be prophetic if you'd like. But as you think about the church, the big C church, and all that's out there, what what are your hopes for the church in this area of women and men uh, partnering together? What are your dreams? What's on your heart for that? Yeah, I I think about this a lot, but if we were to focus on having healthier churches, right? Because because doing these podcasts, like we know that that these partnerships are also being orbited by things like spiritual abuse and sexual abuse and like different things that make our churches unhealthy intrinsically. But if we come if we were to start with the question of here's here's who we have, how do we how do we uh think about leading well, how do we think about leading like Christ? How do we think about partnering and having this power dynamic in our ministry setting and stewarding that? Then the inevitability of the result of that would be healthier partnerships between men and women, regardless of what that looks like yeah. in that particular church context. Yeah, it's helpful. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Matthew, how about for you? You know, for me, there's a theological uh, concept that that's rather new to me yet I just am like this makes sense of everything and and I I, I'm just always running around trying to convince people that Adam and Eve were priests Mm -hmm. of the holy temple of the Garden of Eden Uh, and and we see that in their instruction to work and keep which is later used uh, to just to instruct the priests of the of the temple Uh, and and so this idea of like the the priesthood of all believers what if we took that seriously Mm -hmm. and the priesthood of all humanity what if we took that seriously 
And what does a priest do? Stands in the liminal space and, and offers earth up to heaven and praise and, and lament after the fall mm-hmm. and offers heaven to, to earth and imaging God in this way. And I just think that if we can get that concept in our head, we say we take seriously and I'm, you know, debates about holy orders, theological debates, like you're saying, but like, okay, let's like put that on the table. Let's take seriously the royal priesthood, which when we bat when I baptized, you know, those three children mm-hmm. last year and, and our first baptism, mm-hmm. um, we said, we welcome you into the royal priesthood mm-hmm. of all believers. And I'm like, I want to take that seriously. Mm-hmm. And so what I tell people all the time is I'm just a priest. So you can be a priest mm-hmm. and that you are, the, the the things given into your hands are your altar that you're to make a Eucharist out of. And 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 then I, I would even say the people given into your life to serve, uh, that's your deaconly calling. <laughs> and so we exist, Aaron's a deacon and I'm a priest, merely to help people be deacons and priests. Um, and to have that sense of like the mutuality embedded in the heart of creation, that Adam and Eve were supposed to run around the world making a Eucharist of the world uh, that just like gets me excited and i'm like that's what the new creation is all about that's what that's where we're headed towards and so all this stuff with the fall and what the priesthood has meant and and all these things are very important to talk about and discuss and debate but like let's just live in light of where the story started and where it's going and if the church can do that i think in almost every sphere of her life uh the world will experience flourishing because of it what an open-handed view of power yeah you know beautiful that'll preach what a yeah what a great conversation thank you both so much for sharing about your unique partnership and just um yeah just just appreciate both of your mutual respect for each other your um friendship with each other and just the power dynamic just the humility in the way you hold power to serve each other and serve your contacts thank you so much hey folks want to connect with you besides hearing aaron and blake on this very podcast (laughs) very soon uh where else can they find you maybe on social media Oh gosh, I'm terrible at social media. It's <laughs> hilarious as the film guy. I'm yeah. just the most like, I mean, I am on all of it. I would say, why don't you follow All Saints Waco on Instagram? I'll yeah. be there occasionally. Aaron will pop up on there um, at All Saints Waco, W A C O. Um, and, and then Father Michael will be there as well. Our, and then our laity, who are the priesthood of all believers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and yeah, I'm on I'm on all the socials too as uh, Aaron F Moniz. Um, but uh, but what I for 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 my free time and side hustle when I'm writing and talking about college ministry and, and emerging yeah. adulthood, um, I have a newsletter that's connected to my website, which is AaronFMonis.com. I just I never get used to saying that. I always gag a little bit when I it's it's just such a <laughs> amount of hubris to have a personal website. Uh, but uh, but I AaronFMonis.com. That's right. We'll link it. <laughs> yeah. I will offer it as, yeah. as a priestly friend. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, so I, I'm 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 there just you know, trying to communicate to a larger audience about about yeah. topics that I talk about every day with my college students. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we should say uh, Aaron F. Monis is a Z at the end, not an S, right? So yes. Just to be yes. clear. That's a Z. Yep. Yeah. So my husband is Portuguese, so the whole thing is kind of funny. But it's like pronounced like an S, but M-O-N-I-Z. And then, Aaron, say, say a little bit about your thread, too, just so we can so – you, you and Blake lead a podcast thread on this Mutuality Matters podcast. Say a little bit about it. 
Yeah, so so we get to do we have a, we have a, a lot of wonderful co-hosts and and if you're a listener to this thread, I encourage you to go and listen to to the other ones. But what Blake and I get to do is we get to interview um, authors and content creators who are putting out a lot of good and interesting, thoughtful contributions to the topic of gospel flourishing and gender theology. Um, so uh, this the month of January, we have uh, Dr. Amy Peeler, uh-huh. who um, whose recent book Women and the Gender of God. Uh, we got to interview her about that. And we just want to keep connecting listeners to good resources and so that they can hear from the authors themselves and make determinations about whether or not that's good content for them. Um, but a lot of it also comes through the CBE bookstore, which I encourage people to visit as well. Yep. And I can't wait till, till one day you and Blake get to interview Matthew and his book <laughs> about a priesthood of all believers <laughs> and Adam yes. is the first priest. Right? Yeah. Yes, forthcoming. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> well, thanks, y'all. Well, what a great conversation with Aaron and Matthew. I'm, I'm curious, what's sticking with you from that from that uh, conversation, that interview? Oh, yeah, that was such a fun conversation. Yeah. I love um, so much about their just their emotional health and yeah. maturity and the way that they approach this partnership. But one thing that's really staying with me is I just loved the way that they described their just their friendship. Mm-hmm and their holistic care for each other's lives and families. And even though they spend six days a week with each other in different ministry contexts, they're still spending time to get each with spending time together with each other's families doing life together. And there's just such a, not only a genuine care and, and, um, friendship but there's joy that you can tell that they get out of it and that was just really really fun to see and sing with me yeah you could feel it right when in the interview like that joy or he talked to uh matthew talked about levity and i think yeah yeah, that that was gravity levity yep yeah um one of the things for me that's uh i think sticking with me is just the intentionality around their communication right so like from the beginning and the conversations they had about the partnership and then the, yep. they shared the story about kind of having to debrief uh, in the moment, yep. after the moment. Um, it just feels like they're super intentional about, I guess, over-communicating would be the way to put it. And I think that's probably a good principle for listeners as they think about their own partnerships to just be yeah. really diligent about, you know, communicating as much as possible and maybe more than more than you might ordinarily be comfortable doing. Just pushing through that and communicating is, I think, a huge thing. So that was a great lesson to learn from them as well. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, everybody. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Follow Christians for Biblical Equality on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date info and content. You can leave us a rating or review on whatever podcast platform you use. And if you love this episode, please do share it with a friend. I'm Rob Dixon with my co-host, Lila Van Gerpen. We'd like to thank our guests, Aaron Monis and Matthew Autry, as well as our talented editor, Landon Hook, and the whole team at Christians for Biblical Equality. Be sure to listen to other episodes with our team of co-hosts, including Aaron and Blake, coming to your devices every week. We are the Mutuality Matters Podcast. Thanks for listening. Looking for more information about CBE and our mission for biblical equality? then please visit cbeinternational.org for more information. And please be sure to tune in each week for new episodes here or wherever else you listen to podcasts.